When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, Tail Bar City Radio, Hour 2. Gary Barnett with us as uh, we get deeper into November. Black Friday looms. We say hi to Coach Barnett. Coach, how's it going? I've been well, just trying to get a win. You know, we, it was funny, Chris. Uh, Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas all had walk-off losses to field goals. And there were six in the NFL, which is the most ever mm-hmm. in the league on one weekend. So there had to be something in the water. And, you know, I just know of our three, there's probably another dozen out there in the college football world. So it was just one of those things last week. It was a walk-off weekend for sure, for sure. And Nebraska fans, I mean, our post-game folks are still irate about, uh, you know, the, the interception. And I'm sure you followed, but Nebraska used all three quarterbacks, all three quarterbacks through interceptions. And I'm, I'm interested on your take as a, as a coach and play caller from a, have you ever been afraid to throw the football? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question. You can be afraid to throw the football. And, uh, you know, you just, you can't, you just say, look, let's try to run this thing. And if we're going to throw it, it's going to be a five-yard hitch route or a five-yard out route or a swing pass. But, you know, we're not going to take any more chances. We can't put our defense in this position. So, it's yeah, you get you get that way. It's sort of like my golf swing sometimes. I get to where I, I don't know how to take it back on the, on the drive. So, I just say, well, let's just, you know, kick it out there. But, um, yeah, it happens. You know, you guys have five turnovers, man. That's a lot. That's, that's, uh, you can't win any games doing that. And, and frankly, I think a lot of your issues and our issues aren't going to be resolved till next year or spring. Well, and, you know, Coach Satterfield's taken some arrows and rules said it's on me. I'm the guy. Leave it at that. Uh, there was, a little bit of a spark by Sims until the the turnovers happened. I mean, just some inexplicable inexplicable decision making, and that's kind of been how it's been for him this year. And then, you know, Coach, I'm excited to see Chubba Pretty if if he is the guy. And I don't I don't expect Rule to to name a guy because Chubba's dealing with a growing issue. Sims is the only healthy guy, but there's a lot of fear in in where he's at from a mental state just because of how things have gone. Um, do you know much about Pretty? I know he's had uh, minimal times, but he's uh, at one time a pretty highly touted dual threat guy. The kid looked good and did a great job almost making a fairy tale come true. Well, 
you know, you're right. He's he he uh, was a pretty pretty highly touted guy coming out. He certainly has the genes, you know, with his brother playing so well. Um, But no, I I don't. You know, he's never been a consistent starter, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's just because of his own inconsistencies. Um, You just you know, if you don't start a kid and play him, it's because you don't trust him in practice. Mm-hmm. And my guess is that's what's happened with him. Mm-hmm. How is that two-way street about trust? I mean, what do you need to see, Coach, from a kid? Does it need to be a week's worth of practice, a good off season? Because, you know, turnovers are going to happen. Uh, Rule touched on intentionality. you got to be intentional with what you're doing with the football. And a lot of times Nebraska quarterbacks have just chucked it up. Uh, they, they've not had much live fire uh, in games, I mean, aside from Sims, but the two other kids haven't had much development, let alone starts. So how does that trust timeline work for you? Well, it's just your decisions in practice. I mean, that's the only thing you engage. Mm-hmm. Decisions in practice, and when you do play, decisions there. And, um, you, you know, it. You get to where you're playing defensively, which I think probably is happening in Nebraska. You just don't want to make a mistake. You know, you're not playing to make plays. You're playing not to make a mistake. And that's, it's dangerous, it's safe, but it's, you know, probably doesn't result in very many wins. Mm -hmm. And it's just something that happens because you just don't have enough trust. You know, the player hasn't shown enough in practice that says, okay, we can make some plays this week. So you end up playing defensively. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. What do you think of Nebraska-Wisconsin? The line dropped a lot from seven to about four and a half. Uh, Wisconsin's injured. But, Coach, Wisconsin fans and even that locker room, in a year one flip, it's not gone as planned. They were kind of a co-favorite in the West, and the uh, the, the air raid is not taken well in Madtown. I think Fickle's a really talented coach, but they're having a really tough year one. They are. Defensively, they've been really good. I mean, people have scored 13, 20, 14, 9, and 7 against them. And so, you know, that's a pretty good defense when when that kind of stuff's happening. And so it's, it's still going to be a tough game to move the ball in. I mean, it's going to be another game, maybe like Maryland and uh, – you know, it's like playing Iowa a little bit, I think. So, you know, you, you uh, Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin, um, you know, pretty much Northwestern, mm-hmm. uh, they're all pretty much the same. It is. Is can you, can you not hand it to the other team's offense on a short, short field? And can you uh, just do enough to help your defense? Gary Barnett's with us and – Coach, I'm interested in, in your reaction to the coaching carousel as that starts spinning here. And uh, Jimbo uh, is out at A&M, and he's got a guaranteed walkaway money. And what do you think of Jimbo's ouster, and what do you think of that A&M job? Who would fit? Well, I, I feel bad for Jimbo because he's going to have to live month to month because they're going to spread that money over eight years. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't know how he's going to make it. <laughs> but uh, I think, I, you know, I, the, the name I keep hearing that I really do like is Jeff Trailer at UTSA. Um, you know, with A&M going back into the – or with Texas coming into the SEC, all of a sudden now 
it's a back to, to a big in-state battle for Texas uh, kids between A&M and Texas. And I think that Jeff Trailer, being a high school coach, is really well liked in the state of Texas. That this could be a Texas hire, and um, it, that would surprise everybody, I think. But I, I do think that that's a real possibility. After that, I'm not sure who fits down. I think it's a great job. I really have thought many times that maybe it's the best job in the country. And um, so it's, you know, you got to find the right guy for sure. I think Dion's complicated things because when you're looking to hire a coach and you see what he did in one year, now most of that is turnaround and, and ticket sales and things like that, which A&M doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. They need a football coach is what they need. Well, Dion was asked about it and – is 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 prime a guy that would would leave after year one in in Boulder? No. I mean, no, okay. I don't think no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, and with Jimbo, why don't why didn't it work? I mean, why did it go sour at Florida State, and why did why did it not work at A and M? Well, I, I think just the whole Florida State thing gave you an indication of where Jimbo, where this was going with Jimbo, and. Um, you know, you just lose your mojo sometimes. And I would have thought that everybody thought that was a pretty good fit, but, but Jimbo was struggling leaving Florida state and, um, you know, it just continued and whether it's staff and I don't really know, cause I'm not close enough to it, but sometimes it could be staff. Sometimes it could be just, um, you know, you're a guy that guys don't buy into, mm-hmm. and when that when you don't get buy in, then you don't have much of a chance. So, you know, I know they spent a lot of money. They had a locker room issue with all the guys making all the money and not producing. And mm-hmm. you know, I I think it was just a perfect storm for for Jimbo that it didn't work out. Urban, could you hear that name down at A and M, or would that be a disaster? Oh, I don't know. I I of course his name gets thrown around with everything, but. Uh, I, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't know how to project that one uh, uh-huh. with Urban. I, I would think he's a little toxic still, but, um, uh-huh. you know, that doesn't make much difference anymore. Dabo, you think he's ready to leave Clemson? Uh, he might not feel appreciated there uh-huh. uh, by the fan base, but uh, Dabo's a darn good coach, and I think he's going to be successful anywhere he goes. So uh, I think that's always a possibility, I suppose. Let's let's talk about UCLA because uh, on three reported this week and some other national columnists said that UCLA is going to move on from Chip Kelly and is that UCLA job still a, a wow get or is it is it kind of off to the side because of just the, the price of living out there in the West Coast? Well, I know one thing. First of all, this isn't my favorite topic, Chris, but uh, is is coaches, coaches changes and who should take whose job. But, uh, uh, you know, Colorado moved from the Big 12 to the Pac-10 mm-hmm. or Pac-12 with a new coach, and it was a disaster. And I would tell UCLA that making this move with a new coach to the Big 10, you know, it just complicates the whole thing. Sure. And um, I think Chip's done a good job. It, it's a great head coach's job and a really tough assistant coach's job because mm-hmm. you have to live more than an hour away from from work. And just the logistics of your staff are really complicated there. UCLA is probably t- 
tougher academically than any place in the Pac-12 except Stanford. I think that's a challenge that a lot of people don't understand. But you're surrounded by great players. You're surrounded by numbers of people who want to go to school there. So it should be a great place to recruit. But they are a little bit hamstrung by academics there. And um, in that way, they fit into the Big Ten, of course. But uh, uh, it's never easy making a move from one conference to the other and changing coaches at the same time. Gary Barnett with us. Do you like the momentum Bama has, not just for for winning the SEC West, but do you think they – I know they have one loss, but if if they don't get it done in the SEC title game, could they have a strong argument for – a, a playoff spot this year? Yeah, I think so. Of course, it's going to depend on what everybody else does, but Jason Milrow, you know, he just needed to play. Mm-hmm. And now he wasn't a liability. Now he's a tremendous asset to that team. And, uh, you know, this this may be one of Nick's best coaching jobs. And, uh, yeah, I think they've got a, a – re- I don't think they would beat Texas. I mean, I don't think Texas would beat them in another game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're going to, you know, if they beat Georgia, you're darn right. They, they've got a real stern statement for going in. Coach, we'll hit some rapid fire before we let you get out of Dodge. And uh, we look at some of the, the, the ball games here. I'm going to go to Arizona and Utah, Pac-12. Arizona's just been dynamite. I know I rave about them each week, but I really yeah. like what they're doing. Utah had a tough one, but, man, they, they played well. They played better offensively than a lot of us thought they would against uh, Washington. Does Utah bounce back? What do you think of this matchup? You know, Arizona's favored by a point at home. I think Utah wins this game. Uh, Utah's, you know, if we'd had any kind of defense, Arizona wouldn't have scored. But uh, Utah, <laughs> does have that, Utah does have that kind of defense. And so I, I, think, uh, I think there's a real chance Utah wins this game. How about Georgia at Tennessee? Tennessee's not been last year, but this is dangerous for Georgia. Do you agree? No. I think I don't think anything's dangerous for Georgia except maybe Alabama at this point in time. Okay. Illinois, Iowa. <laughs> what are you trying to do the under here? What, what's no, going I, on yes, I, I wanted to score from you because it's minus three. That's not the over under. It's it's a minus three. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know what the over-under is, but it doesn't need to be more than 22. So, you know, Iowa wins. They just – nobody can move the ball on them. And you, you press, you struggle trying to find a way to move the ball on them, and you make a mistake, and they, they find a way to score. So, no, I'm going to stay with Iowa on this one. On to Kansas. Kansas State, Kansas, the battle for the Sunflower State. K-State's minus 7.5. KU just had a, a tough one against Texas Tech. That kind of surprised me last week. Well, KU's playing with their third-string quarterback, you know, and, and they've, they've been playing with their second-string quarterback all year. He's done a great job. He got hurt, and so they're down to their third. And I, I think Kansas State right now is just too good for Kansas. I like Kansas. I like what Lance Leipold's done. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I like the way he's built his team, but, you know, you can't win with your third-string quarterback unless he's a five-star recruit that you're trying to Richard. Mm-hmm. Washington, Oregon State, is this the weekend for the Huskies? I don't know. Oregon State's favored in this game. I was shocked to see that. Uh, I don't think so. I think Washington still wins the game. Okay. How about Texas at Iowa State? Uh, Iowa State can't move the ball. And okay. They just they can play defense, but they can't move the ball. And, and I, Texas wins. 
And Nebraska is uh, underdogged by four and a half. You going Badgers or Huskers? Oh, what, what do you want me to say there, Chris? No, I, I, I want your I want your take. I, I you tell me what you believe. I, I don't. I, you know, you guys can't move the ball, and Wisconsin's a good defense. You turn it over, so I'm, you got to go with Wisconsin in this game. I think. No, the last but, two last two weeks I picked against Nebraska. You're not going to tick me off. Yeah. You're fine. Gary Barnett <laughs> is uh, with us. Coach, enjoy the trip to the Palouse, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks for the time. All right, Chris. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Good stuff from Gary Barnett. He thinks a little too much Wisconsin and Nebraska can't move the ball. We will get to all your stream comments. We'll take some phone calls. Danny Burke. He's going to join us. Burke's Best Bets at 540. Open phones next segment. We will discuss this potential revisited roadie to Wisconsin on Saturday.